This episode of the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast is brought to you by Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy. Are you ready to finally solve those pesky issues that keep holding back your business success and never seem to go away? Embrace the power of the spring formula that unearths the issues and opportunities burrowed beneath the surface and grow your business so you thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Claim your copy today at www.thegroundhogbook.com. Welcome to the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Join us as we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who reveal what they are doing to make the world a better place by being part of it. Be sure to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, lean in, tune in, get your notepad and two pens ready, and let's get started. My name is Adam Homey. I am your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. The Brilliance Plus Passion Project highlights those who make a difference and make the world a better place by being part of it and through their contributions to it. And we have somebody here today who I believe exemplifies what we share here at Brilliance Plus Passion He's somebody I met a couple months ago, and I've really been looking forward to this conversation and introducing him to you. His name is Martin Salama. He's the architect of the Warrior's Life Code. That's spelled L-I-F-E. And essentially what he does is he specializes in helping people who are frustrated in their life quickly shift their mindset to uncover their greatness so they can live their true potential and enjoy life. So he's going to tell us more about it in his own words. And we're going to have a little conversation here now. Martin, welcome aboard. It's great to have you with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. I'm so excited to be here with you. Yeah. And as, uh, and as our viewers can see, this is uh, 2023, and I'm in the process of setting things up. Uh, I haven't decided what my backdrop is going to be yet. You know, so we still have a blank wall back there. <laughs> but what I do know is uh, I did uh, fulfill the intention that I set of purchasing a purple couch. Now I just have to work for the lighting a little bit more to make the purple stand out more. Uh, His color is one of the primary colors in all of my brands and decide what the backdrop is going to be. Is it going to be a bookshelf? Is it going to be a big neon sign? We have time to work these things out. The beauty of what we do online is it's just something that's online. It's not 50,000 printed brochures in a box that you're stuck with. You can change it anytime it makes sense to do so. So yep. let's start, let's turn over to you and let's start off by asking, how does the work you do? And I know you may have a story about this. How does the work you do make the world a better place for your clients, customers, and the world at large? So, you know, it's a great, I love your questions, by the way. Thank you so much. So when you shift to an abundant mindset, there's a ripple effect that goes from the clients you're working with once they start to get it to those around them, and then hopefully the world. Right. Okay, so uh, what is it that you actually do? I gave a little preview of what that means. Yeah, so as a life coach, and for me, life is L-I-F-E, live incredibly full every day. I help them shift their mindset from that mindset of abundance, a lack to a mindset of abundance, but on a deeper level, 
it takes them from self-conscious to self-aware. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. uh, that's great. And like, what, what are the you know, like, what's the product? What's the solution? How does yeah. somebody interact with this? Absolutely. So it's it's a coaching program. Okay. And it's either online coaching or you could be a part of my group coaching where you do some of the online, then you come in and we work together. My book is coming out. I also have uh, cards, a card deck that I just pr- produced about it. And they're little snippets. And I love using acronyms like life and warrior and different things like that to help people uh, understand and, and grasp the concepts that I go through. Right, 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 right. I got you. I got you. So um, what would you say are a few of the frequently asked questions that people come up with as they go through their process of deciding to work with you? So like the FAQs. Right. So one of the first questions people always ask me is, well, how long is this going to take? Oh, yes. (laughs) And my answer is that depends on you. Depends on how much work you're willing to put in to make it happen. You know, right, 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 right. Uh, so that's one. But uh, what what else is there? Because that's, I mean, and I get that, uh, particularly when it comes to mindset and those types of transformational things. People are looking to put a time frame on it, and I found you can't. And here's the reason, in my experience, why that's very challenging to do. It's the moment you think you've solved one problem, particularly when it comes to the mindset and the and the traumas and the patterns that influence mindset in ways we don't see consciously. Well, as soon as you peel one back, there's another one laying right underneath it. Exactly. Exactly right. So so that brings me to really what my next question that I get very often is, you know, I always hear that life coaches try to make you stop feeling mad. And and that's uh-huh. not that's not true. <laughs> It's it's really about understanding how to control your emotions and control that anger so that it works for you. Doesn't mean right. if you get angry today, doesn't mean oh I'm a bad person. No, but how are you reacting to that situation? Well, I mean, you know, I think that some of that comes from, and this is a story I hear time and time again. How how much of what we deal with as adults, and particularly some of the things we find hold us back as entrepreneurs and keep us on the same plane, P-L-A-N-E, in terms of ending up at the same place, no matter how far you think you're moving forward, how far you think you're moving up, are patterns that are imbued in us due to things that happened to us during our childhood, sometimes uh, done to us by people who mean well. Yes. Uh, and... You find, and one of the more common ones is, uh, and this whole thing about, well, what happens if I get mad, is kids being screamed at because they got mad because they got mad about something, and then and then told they're not allowed to be angry, and they're being told this while somebody's shouting it at the top of their lungs <laughs> using profanity right in their face. Exactly right, Adam. Adam yeah. you can't, you can't I, I mean, I, I mean, I, yeah, which is which is kind of along the lines of the same one as you know, don't let anybody push you around and stand up for yourself unless it's Aunt Rose, in which case you should thank her for her abuse. <laughs> yeah. And and the and the thing and the thing and the thing is is uh, oftentimes these patterns are so insidious they get handed down from generation to generation to generation that the ones we might want to call the perpetrators don't even recognize. Uh, and and if you sense that they're beginning, and I want to get your thoughts on this real quick, uh, 
one of the clues that they're beginning to get, if it just haven't quite gotten there yet, is when they say something like, well, uh, I'll tell you, if I ever if I ever uh, brought home a C on my report card, my daddy would drag me by the hair and take me out to the woodshed and beat my ass. And look <laughs> at me. I'm perfectly well adjusted. Right. <laughs> so there it is. They would probably take it to the woodshed and beat up. So they're yeah. like, okay, this is what's going to happen to you. But, you know, that doesn't work. It never worked. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and, and, but, but to me, when I hear things like that, it's like, okay, now they're having to justify away something and then they don't even realize they're doing it yet. But where that usually comes from is, you know, these kids today, they have it so easy. Everybody's <laughs> modeling, calling them, giving them participation trophies. Well, did you ever think that it's possible to uh, teach children resilience? You know, there is some there is something between beating the hell out of them for things that are out of their control versus handing them participation trophies just for waking up in the morning. And one <laughs> of the things that's right there in the middle is helping children become resilient. Absolutely. Like, wow, you know, you know we can actually, we can actually find that somewhere in there. Yeah. Give them resiliency. <laughs> yeah. So what are, what are, Martin, what are a few things you wish people would ask you? So, uh, is what, what you coach, is it sustainable? You know? Right. And, I, and my answer is yes, it is, but it's not something that's going to happen overnight. They think it's like this magic pill that you take and boom, that's it. You're all, mm-hmm. you're all cured. It doesn't work that way. It's sustainable. If you go for a slow growth and you change the habits that have been holding you back in the past, to new habits that now are taking hold and you, you build on them. Right, right, right. Perfect. So what we want to do here is shift gears a little bit and let's have a little bit of fun and uh, help our listeners and viewers get to know Martin Solana as a human being a little bit. So first of all, what would people who know you be surprised to learn about you? Um, Well, you know, I had one answer, but I have a better one. I tried out for Jeopardy. Uh, back in the in the late 80s really okay yeah and it was back when you would go to the studio you'd sit in the audience and they'd give you a 50 question test and it was all fill in no multiple choice and you had to get 35 questions right to go to the next level you look around there's over 100 people in the room and only three people made it through they got 35 or more so i went up and i said by the way how'd i do they go oh you got 33 i'm like ah Oh, yeah, you almost had it. Almost had it. Oh, man. And, uh, and, and, and see, that that's another place where resiliency comes into play. So uh, I can see two potential resilient responses to that, one of which is, is, oh, I'll just take the test again next time it's available, but this time I'm going to pass it. Or, well, you earn or you learn. What do I gain out of this one? Yeah. So, you know, for me, it was like, and then, wow, and then the next there, time and I come there, to California, I should try it again. I just never did it. But yeah. I was like, wow, I'm smarter than I, I'm as smart as I think I am. I just some of the questions were out there. Well, you have to you have to think of two things when it comes to Jeopardy. A, how you know, what how far you traveled in life, how far of a walk you took just to have the idea that you would be on Jeopardy is a serious consideration. Yeah. And number two, you also have to bear in mind that it's more than just how you do on that test. Yes, it is. Uh, they, Absolutely. Yeah, the thing about game shows, and this has been known for 50 years now, is part of getting selected to be a contestant has to do with how you perform on some tests. And part of it just has to do with how they feel you'll transmit if they put you on camera. 
Yep, exactly. You could have right. you could have got fifty out of fifty, but if you would have been uh, based on their experiences an unappealing candidate, uh, they would have put somebody who got thirty six out of fifty ahead of you. Exactly right. 100%. You know that. You know that. I know that. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, right. So, what do you hope people say about you when you're not around to hear it? You know what? I I I hope that they say he made a difference in his community and he made a difference in the world. I'm very right. proud to be the founder of the first synagogue in Eatontown, New Jersey. We started wow. out with 10, 12 families, and now there's over 400 families there. I'm not involved anymore, but I love that it grew that way. Right, 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 right. If you could go back in time and change one thing you've done or one thing that's happened or one thing you've experienced, what would it be and why? You know, I think it would be after I took my SAT and I realized I didn't do as well as I thought I could have done, I gave up my dream of being a doctor. And it was because I, I had told myself I'm not good enough. I think if I was understood who I could be and that it was up to me and that I just need to figure out why I didn't do well on the SAT uh-huh. and, and not use it as an excuse or, as I like to say, rationalize, which to me is two words, rational lies, that you lie to yourself, that it's rational, that uh-huh. you make up an excuse for whatever reason for why it didn't happen. There's a lot more to it than that. I might have been pushed it myself to go further yeah when i took my sats i got a 1220 and uh what i remember is uh because you know with the sats there's the i guess the reading uh yep. comprehension side and the mathematical side mine was lopsided like this mm-hmm. but it's what i already knew i i have no aptitude for mathematics beyond the basic tables right uh, I've, I've covered this story so many times about how i could breeze through just about everything the educational system offered to me except for these mathematics courses i was forced into when i probably should have been in a business math course that would have been valuable to any path i was going like i've never needed geometry or algebra or trigonometry and yet i was tortured with this stuff so when i got the 1220 and i saw where the distribution was uh regardless of these these adults saying, well, we're going to have to take that again. How is this possible? How could you only get a 1220? You're not going to get into college. I looked at it. It's like, it's like 1220 is about as good as I'm going to do. Yeah. Bring, bring on the applications. Right, right. Now, there, now there was a piece that I had already figured out. That I just didn't know how to really either A, put this into words, or B, assert it, is that when it comes to getting into college, just like I mentioned, I, I did this on purpose, uh, I mentioned that getting on shows like Jeopardy is as much about your own personal presentation as it is about how many of those 50 questions you get right. Well, with college, uh, your your aptitude scores, like your like what you get on your SATs, whether you bring advanced placement credits and all that uh, goes to a certain extent, but the clincher is, can you pay for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I already knew that between savings and loans, that was going to be possible. So I wasn't really worried about getting into a good college. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know hey, how to articulate that. And I didn't have the confidence to just tell people that. Yeah, I'll like, tell you a quick story. The money's there. We're good. Go ahead. My wife works for J.P. Morgan. She's very high up there in the J.P. Uh-huh. Morgan. You know, she's a managing director. And she went to Brooklyn College, which is just a, a regular school. And she told me last week, she told me a story about somebody who she felt she needed to get rid of, who ended up quitting on her own, on his own, went to Harvard. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Well, as, as somebody told me a long time ago, and this is when I was job hunting about 25 years ago, 
And I did the thing where through personal networking, I got a lot of those interviews that you just don't find in the one ads. Mm. And I remember, uh, I, I remember that uh, there was somebody who uh, wanted to speak with me, and he owned a small trucking company. Uh, he and his son ran it. And I remember sitting across from this guy, and uh, and he and he had questions about uh, my education at Penn State and all that. And he actually, and I, first of all, I was happy that he actually had questions about the curriculum rather than about how the many lines were doing, which believe me, I don't know. As long as they win, I don't care. Uh, I don't know much. <laughs> I don't know nothing for football. And he said, and, uh, and then he said something that's really stuck with me. He said, you know, it's great that you went to Penn State. And as I tell people all the time, whatever college you went to is the right one. Wow. And that made me think that there is something to that. Mm-hmm. It's like, whatever you did is whatever you did. That's it. Whatever decision you made is whatever decision you made. There's no time machine where you can go back and edit this stuff. Yeah. So look at where what will you benefit from that experience. Now, speaking of experiences, uh, what famous person, either alive or dead, would you like to meet? And what question would you have for them? You know, I, I, I thought about this one. And I think I would like to go back and speak to one of the forefathers from the Bible, Jacob. Okay. Okay. Uh, he's somebody that's really a hero of mine. Because he was able to go through so many trials and tribulations in his life and always have that mindset of abundance of I have everything and I can live this way and I'm great. Even when he was being faced with his brother ready to come and kill him, he said his brother said and he set it up so that his brother wouldn't kill him. And his brother says, thank you for all these gifts you gave me. I have a lot. And his brother Aesop said by saying I have a lot was saying I want more. And his answer was I have everything. I can live with what I have. And if I don't have as much, I can live with that too. And that mindset was something I'd love to understand. How were you able to do that with everything that was up against you? Wow. Well, that, that, that's a very interesting answer. I've, I haven't had anybody cite one of the uh, progenitors of the, of the Bible or, or so to speak, uh, if I'm even saying that right. Although I will tell you that if we were to treat this like the family feud, going back to the game show thing and look at the number one answer, for question number eight, the top response would be Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> I, we've interviewed the closing in on 200 people, and I want to say probably about 45% of them picked Jesus. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So in my world, it's, it's, it's close enough. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What motivates and inspires you to keep going when you're having a tough time or facing a challenge? You know, it's reminding myself of who I used to be and the person that I, I never want to be again, which was uh-huh. somebody who was a people pleaser that had a short temper, that was a control freak and and took everything personally. So when those times come up I that want to question me and make me question what's going on is looking back and saying, well, it didn't serve me very well the way I was before. I like who I am now. It's keeping my mindset positive and getting through whatever the situations are. Yeah, I hear I hear you. So finally, and the and the one I want to be clear is I know you have a gift for our audience. I'm going to share that on your behalf. But in general, we're about a minute or two from being done. Generally speaking, what is one thing you want our listeners to do as soon as they finish streaming this episode? So I think it would be create a mantra that you can say to yourself that you believe is within you. For me, that uh-huh. mantra is I live incredibly full every day. Whatever that mantra is for you, it could be, I don't take things personally. It could be, I am a wonderful person and I'm going to give things out to the world. Whatever it is, create that mantra Mm -hmm. and live it. 
one of the mantras I use, and I give credit to Speaker Paul Ross because he taught me this, is show me better, show me more, show me more, show me better now. I love it. <laughs> now, I want to break that down just slightly. It's not give me better or provide me better. It's show me, show better, me better so that I can see it for myself and I can choose to take it or not. And it also allows right. you to continue to better your best without degrading your accomplishments. So I could have achieved a great victory. It's like, great, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm on a winning streak. Show me better. Show me more. Show me more. Show me better. Right. Uh, or I could have just taken a hit or, or, or you know, had a really bad day. And I say, well, all right, you know, can you show me better? Can you show me more? It works either way. Now, I love it. here is what you have been bubbling and frothing at the mouth for me to show our listeners that uh, <laughs> you could not wait for me to uh, give them. It's uh, The website is connectwithmartin.com, connectwithmartin.com. And what's really great here is this is sort of a compendium of some of the offers, opportunities, and invitations. So, um, you know, we, I know you have the Warriors Life Code card deck which is really really great and uh especially the part where you are concerned about your alienating those you care about right by reacting to the nuclear reactor which goes back to the patterning and the trauma patterns what have you mm -hmm. but there are other things uh you have free gifts for uh kids the cycle based activity sheets uh, you have the uh coloring books you have the opportunity for adults to schedule a call with you and discover this a little bit further. And I know we didn't get too specific about the Warrior's Life Code, and based on how you defined it and the work you do, it's such a personalized journey that it's one of those things that almost challenges an attempt to define it too specifically, because everybody has their own very unique journey. And step one is for them to connect with you by going to, to connectwithmartin.com and selecting the schedule call option and finding out where they are on that journey and where you can meet where they are and where you are and see how that works out. So I encourage everybody to connect with martin.com. And with that, uh, let me just say, Martin Salama, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor and believe me in education. Thank you for tuning into the Brilliance Plus Passion podcast, where we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who are making a difference for their community, market, and audience. Remember to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast.